there. <laughs> Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits, coming to you from the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Here comes the sun. I'm going. I've, I've got gummies. <laughs> and they're not THC gummies either. They're, they're made by Haribo. They're not penile ones either, are they? No, they're not. These are, these are little bears. Sorry. <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Liza. Hey, and we appreciate uh, all the candies that are gifted here. Please only send quiet candies. Because <laughs> Emma cannot control herself. Thank you very much. Sorry. So we had a good day in the garage. A lot of people showed up. And uh, um, a lot of the usuals. But somehow, <laughs> everybody disappeared. Until now. But we've got... The core here running the board. It's Stumpy John. Just call me Santa Cruz Johnny from here on out. Oh, do you like that better? No. I was talking to my mom the other day. (laughs) Santa Cruz Johnny. And and I was like, oh, I'm going out to dinner with uh, Stumpy John and Mrs. Stumpy. She's why do you call him that? That's horrible. What, John? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, it just makes sense. I mean, you know, you just... The the kettle's black, you call it black. Yes, yes. And of course, that's everybody's favorite wanker. It's Miss Emma. (laughs) Every... Favorite what? (laughs) Wanker. Wanker? Wanker. Yeah, I... Well, I suppose. Um, Hello. (laughs) I suppose. Yes. Hello, darlings. It's lovely to be here. Hello. Hello. Um... Oh, by the way, I did hear that last week the uh, the Seinfeld poll. That was great because that's every time you did that, I was like, I always thought about Seinfeld. Oh God, hello, hello. and hello. I think in the episode because he lost his girlfriend. Well, he picked he picked the noise over the girlfriend. <laughs> he picked the hello over the girlfriend. Wise fellow, awesome. Um, I'm going to start out with something uh, that I usually put at the end, but I'm going to put it at the beginning because it is important right now. And uh, this is usually when I tell people, hey, if you enjoy this show, please leave us a review. A good so, one. <laughs> yeah, well, no, whatever. Leave us a review. Let people know. That's how, that's how people find out about us. But it's especially important now. And Emma, you, you don't know this yet. But um, it's important now because we received an unfavorable review that we need to push down. Oh, no. We need a, we need a bunch of new ones to push down. Now. This is a troll. And and by troll, I mean somebody who I check their handle and they leave bad reviews for all sorts of people everywhere. They're just somebody who don't think highly. But I will share it. I, this is so well written. I will share this review. Uh, it's one star. It says, horrible. Hmm. These are not good people. I wouldn't ride with them if they were the last people on earth. Aww. They aren't good people. Stay away. Wow. So, Phil, I wanted to thank you for leaving us a review. <laughs> I'm not sure what we did to this person or Poor why Phil. they hate us so much. But if you don't agree with that synopsis, please leave a review on whatever listening device you use, or iTunes, anything. And we need just to help kind of get this one pushed down and, and let people know. That uh, we're not as horrible as he thinks he is, but um, I still don't know who he is or what was he from Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) I might be. I might be horrible. I don't know. So please leave a review. Um, 
We had a good gra- uh, day in the garage today. You 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 helped somebody with a with a leaky bike, a leaky deaky DL six fifty. Yes. And I want to say before we get into it, so I have a, a little trick I do in the garage when helping people, and it's called the stall tactic. <laughs> Until Emma gets there, but what I try and do is when somebody has a problem. I try to at least dig down to diagnose it yes, so that Emma's more able to repair it. Mm-hmm. And this uh, nice guy came by. Yeah, man. I've met him before. On a... D- DL. Yes. It didn't have the fairings. That's so a V-Strom, hard, darling. It didn't. Yeah, so it was hard to, uh, to tell what it was. Um, but I noticed something about him. Um, he was reluctant to start removing things. He's and I I remember being that person where you're trying to like reach under and around and do stuff yeah, without yeah. actually removing stuff because it's it gets too deep if you just keep removing stuff. Right. Not realizing if you just remove stuff, it makes doing the job easier. Right. And so I was just trying to get him to remove things so we could diagnose where the leak was. But instead, he just kept trying to stick rags up underneath things and reach around and try and find it. And and I I finally realized this because he's like, oh, I. He, he doesn't like to take too many things off. Right. And, and, and that's just so that, so that's, that's what it thing. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my, my stall tactic. But also, I try and get to the core of it for you yes. to better properly diagnose and you the know, problem. A lot of people have asked me because, you know, the, the one thing... I mean, I'm a good, solid mechanic. I've never seen myself as a particularly gifted mechanic. Um but I'm very tenacious, I'm very solid, and of course I'm very honest. And, you know, I, I believe in calling <laughs> calling it like it is, whether it's good or bad. And that is why Mototown has a designated crying area in the corner. Yeah. Um, but I guess I'm above average in diagnosing a bike. And the, the way I've always a- approached it is... I'm the detective, so I'm Columbo. And we look at the crime, and the crime in this case was the bike was leaking. That's the crime. So we gather the clues of why, of how the crime happened. And it just so happened that he had changed his alternator casing yes. because he put a new stator in. And the leak happened after that. <coughs> no. So now we've narrowed it down. Right, and that was that was a most likely source. But for me, another common source right. would be the the shaft seal uh, behind the sprocket. And to me, removing a sprocket is not a major deal. It I think can most be. people need to be able to, in changing chains and sprockets, be able it, to do that. The only thing to remember on a lot of bikes, and generally Hondas circumnavigate this, but um suzuki's and kawasaki's are the worst offenders they usually have quite a large nut like a 27 mil hex and they're done up very very tight so taking that sprocket off what could be a five minute job on your honda where it's just an m8 bolt with a big washer and off it comes could turn into a mostly all afternoon job trying to shift it Mm. so um i was gathering the clues yeah and we i said now look we need to pull this alternator casing off and see what's going on. So we pulled it off, and of course the gasket was crumbly and terrible mm. and just horrible. So we don't keep gaskets for that bike. No. So we made one. 
<laughs> yes. Now, usually your 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 material of choice is a Kellogg's box. I'm, you know, but I I've think I think you found a new one. No, I've well, I, the reason why. So the Kellogg's box is is waxed cardboard and it's just the right thickness mm. for British bikes. There's a lot of British bikes out there with Kellogg's cornflake primary <laughs> chain case gaskets on them. I know because I did them. Um, and you know, there's it's nice structural integrity. I've tried Captain Crunch boxes, but it's a you know, it's a it's not as dense. It's not as dense as the the cornflakes box. Um, and um, Wheaties is another good one. Um, quite athletic cardboard on a Wheaties box. It should be. Yeah. Well, nevertheless, um, Patrick, dear Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> he of Tesla fame showed up with a box of Modelo, a six pack of Modelo in this beautiful blue cardboard box. And I thought, I wonder. So um, I took his box from him, <laughs> and which he was a little upset about, but he consoled himself <clears throat> by drinking the beer. And um, we made a gasket for the alternator cover out of a box of Modelo. So Modelo is an Emma-approved gasket. Well, pair. you know, it's it's got a nice bit of density to it. Um, unfortunately, I didn't have my leather hole punch, so doing the holes was a bit of a problem. So I used the, the ball bearing in the casing method, um, which seemed to work well. Um, and so we, you know, we assembled it all up and, you know, got it nice and <coughs> cut it with a pair of scissors. You know, I like going, I like doing the holes first. Mm. You should always do the holes first so you get your holes right. And then you lay the casing down, you know, scribe trace around the it, edge and yeah. trace it and then just cut it out with scissors uh, and cut the inside part as that well. That would be a top tip right there. Yeah, no, it is a top tip. Do your holes first. Um, and we assembled it, and guess what? It's oil tight. Mm. Score! There we go. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was excellent. I love – I think it's such a, a recycle thing to do, to use what, what you have around. Well, you know, I mean, a lot of people overthink gaskets – and um, I'm not talking about head gaskets or necessarily base gaskets or O-rings, which are subject to critical temperature and pressure. But, you know, good old engine cover gaskets. All the gasket is there is to basically fill up the gap between the machine surface mm -hmm. of the casing and the machine surface of the, the case halves. And you can use pretty much anything. In fact... Most Hondas from 2010 onwards don't have any side cover gaskets on at all. None. It's your metal. your Africa Twin won't no, have no any adhesive? side. It's a metal, yeah, metal. no, they go it on. They okay. go it on yeah, with okay. adhesive. But the the machine's surfaces are so um, so good. Um, I was always surprised. Things like shadows. I mean, you don't necessarily think of a shadow as being, you know, this finely machined bike, but it is. There's no gaskets in a shadow at all. You know, everything's good on. Which is kind of cool. And and to continue the theme of the recycle way, I built some uh, highway pegs for my Africa Twin. Out of Schedule 40. Out <laughs> of PVC. <laughs> yeah, they came out great. Yes. Uh, I just like to have something to put my legs up on. And the, uh, the Africa Twin, the adventure uh, sport has uh, stock kind of highway bars. But there aren't any pegs that you can mount to it. And... No, I just got, uh, just to share, I got a, a three-quarter T, and I cross-sectioned the T so that the bottom half of the T could come off so you can put it around a pipe. Right. Put the two halves back together and put hose clamps on either side. Put it on. So now I had a threaded three-quarter inch mm -hmm. pipe thread 
opening that I threaded uh, its PVC, its pipe thread on, and then uh, you just have a little peg sticking out. Perfect. Simple, simple little thing, really Simples. cheap. But the reason that I went with the PVC is if I am to have the bike, if the bike falls over, this will just shatter rather than push anything in or, or you know. When you add stuff to your, your highway bars, right. it can become you know a weapon against it basically are you not worried about shards of razor sharp pvc piercing your calves no well perhaps you should be no okay then no she's got rock hard so yeah i I built a thing and i was proud of it so there you go so well done and they they actually they look pretty good they (sighs) will look even better no if you give them just a nice lick of no. flat aluminum to match the crash bar. Well, I got I Yeah. It's white and, 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 and gray. It looks good. Yeah, I I'm mean happy. it fits I'm in happy. with a bike. I mean you've it's got functional. a white bike. No, I think was it was it John who or Nock who was mocking me, like yeah, you're just taking a nice thing and making it crappy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's why we call him Nock the Mock. But hey, I am all about function. For me, function is is really one of the most important uh, reasons to have you know a vehicle. It yes. has to be functional. Yes. I don't buy in as much to image, right? Um, much like I always talk about the, the bike that I ride the most is my Elite 250 scooter. It's highly functional. I used it many times this week to run errands, go out to lunch. Uh, in fact, yesterday I went out with two of my friends on their scooters also when we went down to the harbor to have lunch where it's very hard to find parking. And we just, you can fit scooters into like tiny little nooks that aren't real spaces. I love it. And so I've started thinking about, you know, I, I use my scooter so much. I love my scooter. I started thinking, why don't more people have scooters? It, I don't I don't know why. In fact, I want to propose a new formula what? for the right amount of bikes. Uh-oh. Oh, hang on. <clears throat> we know about N plus one. Now, you know, N equally now. And then we introduced the right amount of uh, uh, bikes well, for a married person. D minus one. D minus one. D equals divorce. Yes. And I am now proposing for all bikers. N plus S. Right. And I just want to make sure that we're fully clear that D minus one is an adjustable figure based, if we draw a Venn diagram of introducing B, O, C and F, which would be box of chocolates and flowers. Ah. You introduce that and you can actually increase the, the D minus one number. Uh, by what numerical Well, value? I mean, it depends on the I, which is uh, the variable figure. That would be the individual. Um, yes. And um, S on SN, which would be sex on Saturday night, often can actually have a good, good calming effect. And uh, you need to also throw in... That would in, be a top tip also. Yeah, no, I believe these are top tips for our married listeners. Yeah. I think you also need to throw in the NC. Which would be? New car. For new her. car, yes, absolutely. Yeah, the new, new car. <laughs> or um, LRCs, 
which would be living room curtains. <laughs> <laughs> and all of these are variables that will affect the ultimate D minus one. So anyway, we, we so digress. I am proposing. These are idle topics. N-, N plus S. S would be shoes too, right? Yes, S would be shoes. N plus S, in this case, S is scooters. Scooter, one. One scooter. That's all you need. Now, Bagel is an exception. Well, he's got many. Bagel is an exceptional man in many ways. <laughs> yes. Yes. But here's the thing. for Especially for people who live in an urban area. Do we call this urban here, right? I mean, yeah, there aren't I any think, buildings yeah. over three stories, but it's, yeah. it's not, certainly not rural. Exactly. If you live in a, an urban area, scooter is is great. But just when I was running errands the other day, and I'm whizzing through traffic and kind of lane splitting at the stoplights, and I get there faster. I'm not adding to the traffic on the street. I'm not adding to the emissions, you know, like I would be in a big car. And it's really affordable. I only fill up that scooter every couple months. I think about four times a year I fill it up. It, it's just so affordable. So I was thinking, yeah, why don't more people have scooters? So I came up with a top 10 list. There you go, Phil. This is, a, <laughs> this is dedicated to Cleveland Moto. This top 10 list. A top 10 list of reasons why you should get a scooter. Hmm. Let's see. <laughs> <clears throat> we'll, we'll do like David Letterman style. We'll start with 10. They're cheap. Mm, they are. Are they? Are they? Yeah, well, they're cheap. On scooter. They're cheap. Okay. Used ones are. All right. Yeah, I mean, most of them are under five grand for a brand new one. Okay. You know, they're cheap. Uh, number nine, easy to maintain. There's not a lot to do on them, like tire pressure and oil once in a while. But for the most part, they're not getting the hard miles put into them like, you know, our bikes do. So they they, mm-hmm. they really are just easy. Uh, number s- number eight, uh, it's better for the, in- for the environment, emissions, traffic, parking, and such, right? Just right. like I said. Uh, number seven, yeah, you can park it anywhere. And in fact, there are some cities that allow you to park a, a small displacement scooter on the sidewalk. I think Phil talks about that. I think he referred to like the moped parking law or something, right? Because if it's a, like 50 cc's, it counts as a moped. You can just park it on the sidewalk. Some cities, they don't care. It's so funny. I could park my motorcycle there. I'll get a ticket. I parked my scooter there. Just uh, last night, I went to dinner and I parked it up on the sidewalk in the dirt next to a tree. So it's not anywhere where anyone's walking or, or rolling. You had two dinners last night because we had. Dinner. Oh, sorry, dinner the night before. Oh, and uh, and uh, I'm just I'll just park it here, right? <clears throat> Nobody cares. Right? They don't care. They're like invisible. But that's why we call Eliza two dinners, Miller. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, number six, fuel efficient. Yes. What do they get? Like I don't know, fifty miles per gallon, maybe. Well, maybe more. More than that. Maybe more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah again, because you're not going that fast, so the uh, yeah. The, the, what drag coefficient, what do you call it, is uh, not that high. Uh, number, am I at five? Yeah, I think so. Yes, they're fun. And here's something people don't realize. You get those little wheels going fast. You do. I do 45 on that scooter, and I feel like I'm risking my life. One time I took it on the freeway, because it is freeway legal. 
one time I took it on the free. I'm like, oh, I'm never doing that again. It's like it's like open, doing 130 on your bike and go, oh, that was exciting. You only have to do 60 on a scooter <laughs> to get that same feeling. Right. Uh, number four, cargo space. Mm. Many scooters are known for their cargo space under the seat or on a top box, milk crate, wherever. But you can carry lots of beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can carry lots of stuff just in the top case on my scooter. Um, not to mention, on many of them, you don't have a clutch, so I have a whole free hand mm. to carry stuff when I'm riding. Very good. Uh, number three, um, you can share it with people in your family. So maybe you have a wife or a teenager. This can be a affordable extra vehicle that mm-hmm. is shared in the family. Consider that, right? Don't lend it to your strange uncle. Uh, number two, there, it's just really perfect for running errands, running around town, picking stuff up. Right. It's just it's it's the most perfect vehicle. And number one, you have any guess what the number one reason is that you should buy a scooter? Because it makes you a sexy beast. Flip flops. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who wears flip-flops on a motorized vehicle <coughs> is in dire need of a lobotomy, whether it's a scooter or a... Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate with you there, Liza. Okay. With the exception of number four, there is... Which is the cargo space. Yes, that's a big one. It is a big one. But with the exception of that, a small capacity motorcycle like our friend with the XL... 200? 200. Yeah. It'd be ju- all the things. It's all the things. It's cute. It's fun. It's easy in traffic. It's blah, 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 blah. You know, everything that you ticked off. Can't share it with friends because they don't <clears throat> know how to run a manual transmission. Right. Well, that may be an advantage. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I can see your point. I can, I can see your point. But I would be far more likely if I got the need to get an urban vehicle. I would be far more more likely to get a very small capacity motorcycle. Well, in fact, Emma, I would propose to you, especially you, who has a short trip between your shop and your home. Yes. Having a scooter for running back and forth or running around to pick stuff up. Well, actually, now springtime is here. I walk to work. Oh, well, I'm just saying. shop, Shop scooter, you should consider. Well, you know, funnily enough... Um, when I worked at Monterey Peninsula Passports, I got that C3. Do you remember the C3, the yeah. one the one we sold to Angela? And with the express idea of riding it to work from Marina to Seaside, which is about five miles. Um, and the one hurdle was in order to avoid the freeway, because I couldn't take it on the freeway. Right. It was such a long trip. Had it not been for that, um, and there were two things going against it, I had to do this long trip to avoid the freeway, and that in itself wasn't a bad thing. But that long trip included quite an incline. That scooter can't get up incline. <laughs> I mean, it was it's, like it's 15 miles an hour. 
I would, if Yamaha would have made, because I think that thing is just the most adorable little thing. I love that little C3. Imagine an igloo cooler with wheels. Yeah. And it just, oh, no, it has got everything really. going for it, but it needed to be a 125. I think you like big butts. And I cannot lie. <laughs> yeah, that's that scooter has. <laughs> it is. Yamaha C3. You've got to look them up in silver because that's the best color. So I wanted to talk a bit about scooters and, and why people should consider getting them. So there's there's a lot of facets here. Now, I want to recognize, I mean, obviously we have Bagel who is, you know, the sc- scooterist of well, all ba- scooterists. Right? Bagel might not make it through the next hour or yeah. so. He's not very well right now. But he's, he's a hardcore scooterist. Yes. We're not talking about that. We're talking about what scooters would bikers enjoy. Not not scooters, to bikers, right? Riders, cyclists, whatever you want to call us. So we came up with a list. Actually, Bagel came up with a list of top 10 scooters that motorcyclists would enjoy. And he was nice enough to break it down into newer and older bikes. But these are all, none of these are like collectible, like high-end high-end bikes. These are, you know, practical but cool. Um, and so the first one on his list is the Royal Alloy TG300. Can you bring that up? I don't even know what it looks like. But this is something I, I keep hearing this name go around. And I think, I don't know if it's a two-stroke or not, but he said that it's a new knockoff of a vintage scooter. <clears throat> so, Royal Alloy TG300. Is this like a like a Lambretta knockoff, I believe? Um, I think it is. Yeah, so, got to check that one out. Um, the next one up, and... Uh, the Buddy 170i by Genuine. Now, uh, John, we have a little bit of experience with the Buddies. Mm-hmm. Well, more specifically, Phil's Buddies. <laughs> yeah. That we, that we tried to-, to destroy yep. at vintage days. Took them off-roading. I I think did, we took it on the track, too, right? I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, Phil. Unkillable and fun. And just, I, I, I hate when people use this word to describe bikes, but they're cute, too. Yeah. And they're cute. Um, the Vespa GTS or the GTV 300. Now you're getting into, like, Emma, would you describe the Vespa 300s as, like, the Cadillac of scooters? Yeah, well... Yes and no. Or the, the SUV of scooters. The yeah. Lincoln Continental, maybe. Yeah, you know, it's... I don't know. It's, or, um, it's, 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 it more of a, it's more of a, like an Italian Camry. I mean, it's got a bit of size <laughs> to it. Certainly not the biggest thing out there. Yeah. Because we're going to talk about the behemoths in a little while. Yeah. Um, but it's a good, solid 75, 80 mile an hour scooter. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's, theoretically, it's not going to kill you extremely capable and comfortable i would say yes um but uh not not as cheap because these are these those are like very nice very nice bikes they're nice scooters they're very nicely made they're nicely styled and they do carry a premium in price i mean you're gonna need a chunk of change to buy one 
Uh, next on its list is the Kimco AK-550i. Can you look that up? Oh, that, uh, the Royal Alloy. Yeah, that looks like a Vesper Lambretta. So I'm, I'm so going to look at Kimco AK-550i, he says uh, it's got 53 horsepower. That's, that's real horsepower, especially if we're talking about a scooter. Um, and Kimco is a name that uh, I think motorcyclists aren't that familiar with. Oh yeah, this is a, a big. This is like a big touring scooter. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh yeah. Kimco is Emma. Would you say motorcyclists don't really know Kimco, but that is a a accomplished, good good company. Yeah, I mean Kimco. Uh, so it's nine grand. Yeah, this is AK five fifty i. Um, Kimco are. Uh, I think are either Korean or from Taiwan. Uh, yeah, I was thinking Korean. I think they might be Korean. And they've made their name over the years making scooters and small capacity bikes. But they do seem to be of good quality. Are they as good as the Japanese quality? No, of course not. Um, but they are actually quite good quality. Yeah. So uh, Taiwan, Argentina, Brazil, Colombia, Egypt, and Malaysia. There okay. you go. There so you they've go. got plants everywhere. Yeah, it's a huge company. Yeah. Um, all right, this next one on the list, this to me is, and excuse my language, the most fuckable scooter you'll ever see. Oh, I know what's coming. That is the Italjet Dragster. Yes. So the Italjet Dragster was specifically designed for oversexed Italian youth <laughs> to make themselves so much more attractive to one another that resistance is futile. And I think it's quite successful in that. Now, there's the new ones and there's the old ones. I actually like the old... I prefer the older ones. And I like the new ones, but they're all great. Yeah. They, they're all top of the list. Bagel chose the 180, but the... Uh, look up a Taljet Dragster, and it is... Oh, I like it, is, it is sexy. It is a sexy scooter. Right, and deliberately designed that way. Oh. And Italjet yeah. have been around forever. Yeah. It's pretty. The trellis frame looks great. Now, let's have a look. Have you got a modern one or an older it one? It looks like if Ducati, so that's, that's a new one. That's the newer one. If you look up like a 2000 Italjet If Ducati Dragster, made a scooter, yeah. this would be it. Oh, but, I mean, they've been very, very pretty for a long, long time. And Italjet go back donkey's years, so they know what they're doing. Yeah. So next on the list is the Vespa P200e. Now, the this Vespa, this is a, a pretty common Vespa, the two, 200e. Is this the two-stroke? Yeah, this is the two-stroke manual transmission. Yeah. This is the old schooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, these are, these are kind of like a little sports car of scooters, the Vespa 200e. Those are cool bikes, too. Uh, next up, Lambretta. Ooh, it's just sexy to say it. Uh, I know. Lambretta, uh, let's see, LI-150 Series 3. Can you look that up, John? Mm-hmm. Lambretta LI-150 Series 3. Lambretta, I've got some vintage Lambretta models in this room, and they are, are, they're like the the Ferrari of, of Italian scooters, if you ask me. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at one over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the double seat. I love the double seat. Mm-hmm. Where instead of having one long bench seat, it's a two. The colors are great too. Seats. Those are those are yeah, really blue. that blue nice. is awesome. Those are these it's are like Knox color. Blue, these honestly. are sexy. 
Okay, this next one isn't sexy, but it is highly functional and kind of weird, but cool weird, I say. Emma, would you agree that the Honda Helix is cool weird? <sighs> it's, 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 helixes are weird. Yeah. I mean, it's the land yacht. Yeah, they're big. They're yep. Yeah, they're kind of weird looking. It's got a big seat. It's, it's got a big it's snout. Cush. It's got a big snout on it. It's too. cush. Yeah. And it's got a big trunk. It needs a nose job. Yeah. <laughs> and these are from the 80s, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, these 90s. Are 90s, yeah. These yeah, are, these late, are late, late 80s, bikes, early but, 90s. Uh, 250, I believe, right? Yes. So they can it's get a, up and go. It's the cultural. It's got exactly the same drivetrain as your Elite 250. Yep. There's a custom one. But as we've seen up at the one show, people are taking them, stripping them naked, dropping them down low, doing really cool stuff. If you want to get into like customizing a scooter, I think that's the scooter to do, to do it with. Now, Emma is looking at one. Yeah, this is one with ape hangers on it and everything. <laughs> oh, my God. But still, people don't think of customizing other than putting mirrors on and make, you know, the mod thing. But taking the bodywork off and working with what's left, uh, you can do some cool stuff with it. Oh, heck yeah. Um, and then there's one more on the list. And this is funny because it goes on Bagel's list and Emma's list. Do you know which one I'm thinking of? I do. Well, I'm going to look it up. I want to see. Tell everyone what this scooter is. So, everyone, every biker should know about. So it's called a Fuji Rabbit. And the Fuji Rabbit was designed to compete with um, the Italian scooters of the period. Oh, this very, is 1960s. Yes. This is a very, oh. very old scooter. But there were a number of firsts with it, and it was the first, I think, I want to say it was the first um, two-wheel vehicle with entirely fluid drive. What does that explain that? So it's it's got like an automatic transmission. It's mm-hmm. high. It's got a torque converter. Oh, like a car. Like a car. Yeah. So there's no direct drive between the front and the rear. Very very clever little thing, um, and I like it just from a styling <clears throat> perspective. It's very very period. Um, yeah. Sure I'd is. actually like to get a Fuji and do it in <coughs> some really like period colors, like you know, coral and white. Or I think yeah. a lot of them came in cream and gold. Yeah. Look at that thing. It's absolutely delightful. And it's covered in chrome, and it's just, you know, a darling little thing. Um, an interesting styling. It's got, a v- it's got a big butt on it. It does, and it doesn't lie either. <laughs> you know, what is it with me and bikes with butts on them? Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's very much a period piece, um, which I like. And I think it's interestingly, it's interesting enough that bikers would get a kick out of it. So I want to uh, amend this list or add to this list because we also came up, I mean, Bagel is, he's a scooters guy and that Fuji rabbit is cool, but that's a 1960s bike. That's not somebody, somebody's going to Well, just, you know, you've got to appeal to the bikers who like the vintage uh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's true. There's a, a b- bunch of little stuff, but. Well, we can make this a top 11. Uh, we're going more than that because. Okay. I'm going to absolutely insist that the Honda ADV 150 it's be, be on, on that list. It absolutely has to be on that has list. has to be on yeah. that list. The ADV 150, when you're talking about a scooter that appeals to bikers, 
Come on. Well, okay. Right? I think there's one behind you. Yeah. There's no, one over there. Yeah, so. they're, they're everywhere. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about on models in the room. I even saw somebody had, had painted theirs exactly like the Africa twin, the gold wheels, the red, white, blue, everything. Oh, I bet it looked great. Oh, it looks so good. So for me, the Honda ADV 150. If you would ever consider a scooter, oh, that is a cool scooter. It's a scooter that makes you want to do bad things. Okay. Makes you want to oh, jump curbs and do stupid stuff. Um, Above the circus thing on the left. Yeah. So another one that um, I wanted to put on the list is the Yamaha Zumo. Zumo? Zuma. 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 Now this. Yeah. Your friend Raven's got a yeah, Zuma. Yeah. Raven's got one. It's got the little dual headlight. It's a little bit sporty looking. Yeah, like knobby tires and chunky. Yeah, like a little rugged. It's not like a cute scooter. It's a little rugged scooter. They're they're very um, popular, common. Those 125s, they zip around. Um, For for a biker who wants a scooter, that's a good option. You know, for... um just before I left the UK, so this would be the very early 90s, and for all I know, they're still going, there was this huge um, thing about pizza delivery, pizza delivery, yeah, yeah. and um, a lot of the pizza delivery people had Yamaha Zoomers, and they all had these giant boxes on the back, which of course were lined to keep the pizza warm, and they'd zip around Birmingham or London or Manchester on these things. And deliver your pizza. <clears throat> um, the uh, and what I would say is probably the most manly scooter. Really manly. 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 Oh yeah, this it's, is manly. It's, is it bubbling with testosterone? Darling? It's it's a Honda. It's bubbling. Do you know where I'm going with this one? No. Ruckus. Oh God. And when they travel in packs, they are ruckai. <laughs> now. Did you know they did a big ruckus? Yes, and that's what I was going to bring up. So the ruckus, if you've not seen a ruckus, it looks like a naked scooter, like no like no body work. In fact, the seat just sits kind of on up. Uh, yeah, it's, it, there's nothing, uh, it just supports. Um, these are really common young people who like to throw big motors in them and, and, and stretch them and, and drop them and then really to... Customize them. This is probably, I would say, the most customizable scooter I, I would is the say, Ruckus. I would, I would say so, yeah. Um, and then the big, so the small one is, <laughs> was, it comes in a 50. Yep. And the big one is, what, a 250? Yep. And they're just, they're manly. Well, it, it's got a kind of, um, almost like an appliance look about <laughs> it. I mean, if you get a DeWalt drill or, a, you know, a sander and put two wheels on it. That's what they look like. It looks like somebody stripped it clean and left it to the curb. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's, it's but, it's a, but it's a perfectly good running bike. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the Ruckus, that, that's a good one. Um, John, you brought up the BMW 450GT. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's definitely got some like, freeway capability there. It's basically the scooter version of yeah. a... Of like a, a big touring bike, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, and that was largely what it was designed for. So, yeah, I mean, that's legit. Mm-hmm. And then um, the only other one on the list was the, oh, <coughs> the Suzuki Bergman. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about the Bergman I wanna, I, So I want to get into that. Okay. <clears throat> so 
the Suzuki Bergman, this bike has been around, what, three decades now? Oh, yeah. Been a long time. Now, it it qua- it caused a bit of a, a, a scene when it, came, when it came out because it, it there's a question. Is it a bike or is it a scooter? Oh, no, there's no question it's a scooter. But it wasn't like the other scooters, and it was more... Bike like it's a six six fifty cc is the big well, one. Well, there's a four hundred and a six fifty, but a six fifty cc. And do you know they do a little two hundred? Oh, oh god, do it, they? Oh god, it's adorable. I remember when it came out, and it's like, what? Well, I can get a scooter and try tour and go yeah. on the freeway and do all the stuff. Well, that but that's what yeah, bikes for scooters are just for around town. No, this is this is a, do a scooter do everything a bike and can do. And yet here we are that it never really took off. It never took off, and so I wanted to ask you emma why do you think it didn't didn't take off well you know i think there's a couple of reasons and we we need to think a little bit more globally than just america um and i'll deal why (laughs) i think it didn't take off in america it it was it's never been a strong seller for suzuki but it's been a steady seller in europe um more so than here in america it it was a bike looking for an audience. Traditional scooter enthusiasts like Bagel were kind of turned off because it's it's styling wise, it's its very own thing. It's automatic. Oh yes, it's every inch a scooter. It checks all the boxes for being a scooter. It's got automatic transmission. It's feet forward position. You're sitting on top of the engine. It's exactly the same layout as any other scooter. Bigger wheels slightly it's not big wheels i think they've got a 14 at the front and 12 at the back but you know wide very wide (laughs) tires um but it's its own thing style wise and i think i mean i hate to use the word the the term masculine and feminine because that's not really what this is about but i don't think it presented a masculine enough image for the person who was looking for a big long distance touring bike and for the person who was looking for just a round town vehicle there were a lot of smaller lighter less intimidating options so it was kind of it found itself in an odd camp it was too intimidating for a lot of people and yet for some it wasn't intimidating enough so it was kind of its own thing are you going to check on bagel no i saw a scooter in here i wanted to see what i saw from across the room eliza's checking on the scooters keep talking so um and there's been a (coughs) there's been a couple of bikes that have kind of fallen into that and you brought up the bmw Mm -hmm. and the bmw to a certain extent fit again fits in that category Another one was a Yamaha Morpheus. Mm-hmm. I remember a that. giant thing. Um, what do we got here? Oh, I think that that's just like a 125. That's a, poli- that's a police scooter, right? That's a police. Polizia Municipale. So um, I would say that's probably uh, municipal Italian or Spanish police. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was there was a few of these these larger scooters. And they've never been, they've never been, 
big sellers. They've been steady sellers, but they kind of standalone things. So, uh, John, this is still not on, is it? Or did my head? No, no it's you're on. on. You're okay, on. My I can hear you. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> yeah, plug yourself in, Liza. There's a there. So, yeah, I want to say that uh, the these big scooters like the Bergman, we're calling the maxi scooters. Yes. They are the redheaded stepchilds right, beca- of the two-wheeled world because the motorcyclists don't accept them and neither do the scooterists. Right. So where do they belong? Here's an analogy for you. I was born and raised in Birmingham. And Birmingham is right in the middle of England. Now, everybody who's listening to this podcast who's from England will go, oh, Emma's from Birmingham, you know? And if you're in the South, you're a bloody Northerner. And the Northerners are, oh, she's a bloody Southerner. You know, because you're neither one of the two. And the truth is I'm a Midlander. Mm. And everyone bloody hates the Midlanders. <laughs> because oh, it, you're your sad. own thing. It's it's very much a very, very geographical part of the country. And I think, you know, the Bergmans and the Morpheuses and the BMWs occupy just this odd space. Mm. that they're not really accepted by hardcore scooterists and then they're not really accepted by motorcyclists either and the other one is worth talking about it is a motorbike but i want to make it absolutely clear it is a motorbike but i think it belongs a conversation here is the pacific coast i knew you were going to say that and the pacific coast its closest relative is the vincent black knight because they both occupy exactly the same spot. They both occupy the place that it is a motorcycle that you can ride in normal street clothes and get to your destination cleanly without being ravaged by the weather and carries. Oh, interesting. I've never, I've never looked, seen a black knight before. That's kind of cool. Well, you know, I always think that if... Vincents are so sexy. They all are. If Judge Dredd was to ride a motorcycle in the 1950s, it'd be a Vincent Black Knight. That thing is cool. There was a Triumph like this too, right? Was that a Cub? Thunderbird. Not quite so much. The Thunderbirds, a lot of manufacturers have flirted with full enclosure over the years. I suggest look up Ariel, not spelt like... Mm -hmm. um, E-L. E-L, leader. Now, an aerial leader is the same thing in smaller size. <clears throat> Once again, it is a full-size motorcycle, yep. but with weather protection. And these are the, really, the Pacific Coast is the cultural successor to these bikes. Well, you can almost say that a BMW RT is. Yeah. A BMW RT is different because it is a normal bike that has had stuff (laughs) bolted onto it to make it. Whereas these bikes, the Black Knight, the Leader, and the Pacific Coast, were, were designed from the start to have this full level of protection. And so in terms of weather protection, they occupy the, the same place as scooters, However, they've got manual transmission and clutches and gears and big wheels, 
so we define them as motorbikes. Yeah, the aerial's not as sexy as the Vincent, though. <laughs> no, but it's, it, it occupies it's the sim- same similar spot. Yep. It is the idea <clears throat> that a gentleman, because remember, back then, mostly gentlemen rode bikes. The aerial leader and the Black Knight were both designed as a motorcycle that a gentleman who had to take a motorway or a roads to work could wear a suit mm. and ride to work in all weathers. So let's get back to these maxi scooters now. And, the, and it's the same spot. The reason I went off at a tangent to these bikes, it is basically the same spot. It's, I hate to say it, but I'm going to, executive transport. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's executive uh, uh, transport. That's funny because what did BMW name that scooter? What's the executive, right? The C1 executive. Executive right. transport. The C1 Executive, which unfortunately didn't come to this country. I have many models of this because I find it very interesting. It is a scooter with a roof and a, a windshield with a seatbelt, over the, over the shoulder seatbelt. So let's take our imaginary friend, Quentin Farquhar, who is the manager. <laughs> How of, would you spell that? F A R Q U A R. Yes, that's right. Quentin Farquhar. <laughs> and Quentin. Is he from Birmingham? No, he's from London. Okay. And Quentin is the manager of Barclays Bank. Oh, he's a big in deal. The, in the Kensington branch. <clears throat> and um, Quentin has to wear a suit every day because he's the manager of Barclays Bank. Mm-hmm. But he's always late because he's stuck in traffic in his Jag. So <coughs> it's always been a delicious thought that if we could put Quentin on a high-priced, very civilized-riding scooter that he can wear his suit on and arrive at work, put the helmet in the top box and walk into work and start work. And instead of spending an hour and a half stuck in traffic, his commute goes down from 90 minutes to 10 minutes. That's a very delicious thought. Quentin needs to get on the subway with the real people. Well, tra-la-la, as a lot of people do in London. Um, but nevertheless, that's the market. Mm. That's the market. I've said this before, you know, for the funniest, you mentioned Triumph later. Uh-huh. Triumphs have spent their <clears throat> whole life trying to sell bikes to young executives. The reality is, is, you know, the people who bought Triumphs were like me, greasy yobbos, <laughs> you know? And if you go to any biker pub in England of the worst kind, where people are like to come flying out of a crashing window... Um, you're going to see a load of Triumphs and BSAs and Nortons parked outside. So that's where the thugs went. But they always try to mark them to executives. So that's the market for these things. I find it interesting that <clears throat> you don't see them very often. I mean, it's a very specific market. There's not, and there's more in Europe than there is here. But here, besides having the Bergmans, there's the Yamaha, is it the T Max? Yes. That, that's here. Slight, T Max is slightly smaller. Okay, but that's still considered a, a maxi scooter. No, it's 125. Um, or is that the S-Max? No, that's a 530cc. Okay, so I'm thinking of the S-Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you got the BMW yes. has, has a big one. It's not a lot. No, here. because it's, it's, a, it's a tiny market. Now... Oh, and, the, and then, of course... I mean, that Honda yes. X80V. So the X80V uses the same engine as the NC750X. Right. Big. This is a 750cc. 
feet forward. Adventure styled scooter. Oh, but you know when I think oh, about so awesome, yeah. When I think about my clients <laughs> at Mototown who have the larger scooters, they're all interesting characters. You know, they're either, you know, just slightly eccentric. You know, just people who tend to march to the beat of their own drum, or interestingly enough, are from overseas. And are not kind of hidebound, almost like the American mentality. You know, Jay is a very, very uh, dear customer of mine who rides a 400 Bergman. Um, and Jay's from Korea. And, um, you know, to him, the notion of having this 400cc scooter just so he can get around. And if he needs mm-hmm. to jump on the freeway <clears throat> and head to Santa Cruz, it's, it's easy for him. It makes a great deal of sense because he's not hidebound by these attitudes that is it a bike, is it a scooter, right. is it this, big, is it small, you know. Now, all these bikes we've just named, can you name any issues with any of them? They all suffer from the same issue. And I have a suspicion <clears throat> this might be a deal breaker. What's that? When you crash them, it's absolutely catastrophic. Oh. oh, the crash damage on these things is—it's yeah, the same for a Ducati. I know people whose Ducatis were yeah, but were you, total because it fell off the kickstand. But the frames are stressed I mean, members, right? So, you, but you know, you can take a beautiful Bergman and wreck it at twenty miles an hour, and it God, it gets ugly quickly. Mm. But because but, they just they just wreck. But other than that, other function than, affordability and and technology, they're. They're all extremely Listen, reliable. I, I tell you what, every time that Bergman comes in for service and I'll put a belt on it or I'll put brake pads in it or a back tire on it, and I'll say, oh, God, i got to test ride this thing, so I'll jump on it. And I have a whale of a time. So now there's another scooter we haven't mentioned on any of our lists that I want to bring up and see if, if in your opinion, there is anything wrong with it. That would be the Piaggio MP3. Theoretically, there is nothing wrong with it at all. And for people who don't know, these are the three-wheeled scooters. Two wheels in the front, but it still lets you lean. Very much like the Nikon. Mm -hmm. So I did um, Piaggio factory training on these. And we, we talked about them extensively. And we talked about how they were built and why they were built. And it's one of those wonderful ideas that on paper makes a great deal of sense. But the trouble is we're not necessarily selling great ideas. We're selling things that need to be aesthetically pleasing as well. You can have the best motorcycle in the world, but if it looks like it's been beaten by the ugly stick, (laughs) it's not going to light your fire. And the fact of the matter is, is these things are odd looking. They are odd. they're strange looking. And Nikons are odd looking. What do they ride like? Oh, brilliant. Really? Oh, my God. The MP3 and the Nikon are some of the nicest. I really enjoyed the Nikon. I said I could see myself owning one one day. Oh, hell yeah. It's an amazing riding thing. And those MP3s, they do everything. They lean perfectly. They grip like sticky stuff to a blanket. And that was the thing about the Nikon. It gave me confidence in the front end 
never going out on yeah, the ever. You know, I felt like I could really push it. You can wreck Like, one. I wanted to go onto the track. I want to say, I think, actually, Bex did wreck one oh, on a track day. I think Bex wrecked one. Oh. They are wreckable. She took one yeah. on a track day? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> MP3s, you can wreck them. But they just inspire so much confidence. Yeah. But they are odd looking. Okay, I want to go out on a limb here. <clears throat> the maxi scooters. Yes. Um, they, I, the reason I think that they're not accepted is because they don't have culture. So, play along with me, Emma. Let's just say, go up to uh, Alice's restaurant or any, go to yes. Gizditch Pie Ranch. I've done this before. And there's some bikes and scooters parked outside. And right. you can go in. And you can kind of identify who's on what bike. So let me just just answer. Just so there's a Harley outside. What do you think that that Harley rider looks like? Just kind of paint a picture of what that Harley rider may look like. Well, um, he's probably um, wearing a t-shirt with "I love unicorns" and he's got a little tutu on and pink boots. <laughs> Play and, along, come on. Yeah, man. no, I mean, and we know the Harley rider uniform. He's going to have acid wash jeans, black leather jacket, black engineer boots, Great. t-shirt. You know, it's it's and then, the classic look. Now you also have a BMW a GS twelve fifty out in the parking lot. Mm. What's that? How do you identify that rider? So that rider's basically he's going to have all weather gear, probably with some fluorescent on it. You know, fabric suit with the you know armor in it you know very utilitarian but the important thing it's going to be high-end stuff and now you got a ducati out there one piece leathers right and then you have a bergman what's that rider look like fucking flip-flops <laughs> no. <laughs> no but there there is no identity there is no, no. culture for any of these right so i want to i want to try and help people out let's create one what is the Maxi Scooter, the Bergman Rider? What is their culture? Let's paint a picture of who this person is. I think this is somebody who might be in a bowling league, mm. right? Because you can carry your shoes and your ball in the storage, right? No. No. Mm -mm. Okay, you guys don't know how to do it's a yes end game. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. <laughs> You yes, know and, do the, yes, yes, and it. um, no, <laughs> no, that's not it. Um, I see, I see a Bergman rider as being um a v extremely cool Asian American um man or woman, tinted glasses, really far out hairstyle with like a white streak in it, very modern clothing. Just, you know, a real interesting person. That's I, who I see a Bergman writer. I'm going to play off of your executive. I think that the maxi scooters are the perfect executive. Like people who are dressing for success. Suit and tie. Yes. Pencil skirt. Yeah. On a maxi scooter. Very good. That's what I'm thinking. Like we need to create that, that culture. Well, is that, that style? Their other car would probably be a Tesla. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Something that's, you know, sensible, but kind of cool. Oh, I've got it. So, um, nice fitted, you know, Gucci suit, you know, cami, pencil skirt, but instead of low baton pumps, city motorbike boots. Mm. Yes. That's how you tell what they're driving.
I'm even going to say that this could be um, what comes after hipsters. What's the next next thing after hipsters? Those people who kind of have a style and are concerned about their look and and are into like dinkies. <laughs> That's what we're calling <laughs> dinkies. Yeah, dinkies. Double income, no kids yet. <laughs> dinkies. Dinkies. This is the perfect scooter. Dual income for dinkies. Dual income. Oh my god. No kids yet. Dinkies. Oh. You never heard that before? No. Some people just say dinks, but dinkies. Dinks. I kind of like dinks. that. Dinks. Dual like income, that. no kids. Well. Because, I mean, the thing is with a Bergman is it can be mastered by people with varying degrees of upper body strength. Mm-hmm. It's going to have you to know, be somebody who doesn't. And I don't mean this it, in a negative way. They're they going to not care as much about style. Because you get a Vespa. It's a different no, style. No, I'm saying invent a, a new style. It's a different style. Yeah. I'm saying it has its own style Listen, that needs to be identified. And I'll tell you exactly how Suzuki see this. If you take your Vespa, so the Vespa's the Alfa Romeo, the Ferrari, mm-hmm. right? The Bergman, they see as the Nissan Skyline or the GTS. Because believe me, there are cool-styled Japanese cars. And that's what that's how they see it in terms of styling. It's not like a boring Japanese like car an like Acura a, sedan, maybe like a Camry. No, it's a cool Japanese car like a Skyline GT. Mm. That's how they see the styling. And to a certain extent, they're right. I mean, it's pretty cutting edge stuff. Um, you know. The, the 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 Vespas. The, this is the the classic Italian flowing style. The Bergman's more angular. It's more edgier. Yeah. Um, you know, Bergman's actually look pretty good with airfoils on the back and you know skags on the front. <laughs> and I've seen both, and you can actually dress them up pretty well. If I ever get the opportunity to get a crash Bergman, I would love to get a Bergman in the shop. And do it up in like old Jixa slingshot colors mm. and paint it up like an old slingshot. So it's classic Suzuki colors, but on a Bergman. I think mm. it'd be fun as heck. It'd be sort of like a different version of your Afri- Africa Twin ADV right. scooter. Oh. Well, I've been pitching this to people. I think, like, knock. I'm like, knock, you got three motorcycles. You refuse to have any motorcycle. You can have any form of luggage on it. So you need a scooter. Like, we'll go out to eat and go, oh, you can have the leftovers. I can't take it home. I don't have room. Right. He needs a scooter. I've got him on the fence about this. James today, he goes, yeah, I've, I've been thinking about getting a scooter. Scooters are kind of cool. It's, it's, it's like an image and functionality thing. Um, and I've been pitching it to John, in fact, that yeah. he should consider well, getting a scooter. In fact, John, mm-hmm. you came up with your own top <laughs> 10 list. Yeah. And, and I think this is... Top 10 reasons John shouldn't get a scooter. Emma, let's see what these reasons are and see if we can uh, if we can convince him. Yeah, oh, so, so, we're going to shoot you down. Uh, I'm sure you are. But, <laughs> you know, since I'm living in Santa Cruz now. Yes. You know, I'm thinking, well, a scooter might be interesting. Yeah, okay. But, so I sat, I stayed up most of the night last night thinking about the reasons why I probably shouldn't get a scooter. So I, I created a little list here. No, he, he actually stayed up most of the late night looking at the underwear section of the Sears catalog. Is uh, I, can only, I can only do that for about five minutes. <laughs> I, I have to admit, every now and then I look up the 1976 Sears catalog online just to relive it. 
Nice. <laughs> so my first reason why I shouldn't buy a scooter is, is I don't want to ride the thing that actually just projects that I'm in a midlife crisis. <laughs> you know, I'm not entirely sure that's true, John. Um, you know, I mean, midlife, going through midlife crisis, buy a red Corvette. Going through a midlife crisis, buy a red Vesta. I'm not entirely sure that's true, but maybe half. Yeah, all right. Okay. Um, the second thing I don't want to do is I, I don't want to have to start carrying mustache wax in my pocket all the time so I look like an awesome hipster. <laughs> you are already uh, an awesome hipster, so tra-la-la. Yeah, just stay away from the Vespa then. You'll and stop it. photographing your lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm also very afraid that nobody will want to go on a ride, <coughs> ride with me because I can only go up to 40 miles an hour. Oh, that's not true. No? No, scooters go very fast. Mm. Now, no, that is a fair point. If it's a 50cc, that's just really easy to ride and anyone can ride oh, it. Oh, God, I've got, a, I've got a Vespa 50 that, in that the shop true. right now. It is woeful. However, <laughs> it really is. One toy, I mean, say 150 and up. They they get along. No, one fifty will a one fifty will do sixty five, mm-hmm. and the three hundreds will do eighty. So yeah. hush your noise. We're shooting you down, John. I know you are. <laughs> so I mean, similar to that last one is it, I don't. I'm concerned about the risk of being overtaken by a jogger on the street. Well, you well, stay off. off of the Yamaha C3. You'll be fine. <laughs> you could get involved with dices with you know. So the postman walking well, his round. And I actually want to say one of the things that I love, even on my my Elite 125 when I had it, <clears throat> I'll filter up to the front of the pack of the cars and be, you know, yes. neck and neck with a car at a stoplight. When that light turns green, there nothing beats it in a drag race. In a 30 yard a 30 foot drag race, <laughs> nothing beats a scooter. And I will have I'll be across the limit line on the other side. Before the car next to me's rear wheels have crossed its limit lines. VT transmission, baby. I mean, it's there's nothing faster. Oh, yeah. Keep going, John. So I'm really concerned that my nickname would change from Stumpy John to Scooter McGee. (laughs) I like that name. (laughs) Where did you get McGee from? (laughs) Seriously, that's a nightmare. Actually, Scooter Diotti. Um... I do not want to have to explain to Melissa why I spent all of our money on a scooter instead of a romantic weekend getaway. <laughs> oh. Ah. <laughs> oh, see? So that's what, that's this is where that formula comes there in again. Yes. <laughs> what was it? The CNF? Yes. 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 Uh, oh, but, but hold on. Yes. This is something we brought up. And we were even talking <laughs> about scooters last night with your wife, mm-hmm. who was like, when we said, and you could ride it too, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah. and you know, and yeah." When I go back to my Dinks sharing the Bergman, mm-hmm. it's a perfect sharing vehicle. Yeah, I think this is something you can appeal, and a lot of uh, people who don't ride—I'm not just going to say women or wives—people yeah. who don't ride are intimidated by a bike, but not by a scooter, right? And, yeah, and so my next concern. This is a big concern too. I do not want to look like I'm too lazy to walk and too cheap to buy a real motorcycle. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but you're both, John. Actually, and you're, you're both already. So, you, you know, I mean, come on now. Actually, no, I'm going to speak up on this one. This one is good. Yes. And we're going to we're gonna take a beat from Bagel here because he doesn't give a flying fuck what anyone He doesn't. Thinks. He's the most badass guy in the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And that's the thing. And when I go out, and I, I, I wonder what I look like. When I go ride my scooter, I put on my skid lid. Mm-hmm. 
and I use and I put on my Husqvarna dirt biking gloves, <laughs> and I'm on my my Honda scooter. So oftentimes in my Icon, you know, jacket, and I'm like, God, what that's, if somebody's like, that's confused. a pretty picture right there. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like, yeah, that's, but that's a thing. Yeah, it's really freeing to have a I really don't care attitude. Mm-hmm. It's liberating, John. Yeah. Oh well, maybe I need that. Okay. Um, if uh, I'm concerned that if I try to look too tough on the scooter, uh, I'll end up looking like a tea drinking British person. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you start with me and my tea. <laughs> Don't you start. I've got the simple solution. You drink to that. gin instead, right? Yeah, drink gin instead. <laughs> no, all you need to do is because you've got a scooter and you've got uh-huh. you've got um, you've got room for a cassette player. Mm. And so you have some speakers, and you just play the fabulous Thunderbirds. Oh, ain't I tough enough? There over and oh, over that's again. A great idea. Yeah, oh. over and over. That's your soundtrack on a scooter. Ain't that tough enough? It's a great. See, <laughs> I I put a boombox on the back of my scooter once and just played Abba. Everywhere I went. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I play right, right said Fred. Um, I'm, I'm concerned sexy. I would get constantly tired after yelling, wee-oo, wee-oo, every time I pass a police car. Wee, wee-woo. As in with that bloody wee-woo. It's <laughs> a bloody wee-woo tea-drinker again. Riding- okay, no, no, I'm going to comment on this one. I got this one. As I stated earlier, with parking on the sidewalk, you're invisible on a scooter. Yeah. They'll be looking around like, where'd that sound come from? You are absolutely invisible. Scooterists never do anything wrong. No. Mm. Never. So they think. That's right. <laughs> and want la- to be mild. Lastly, uh, I'm going to have to start trying to convince everyone that the annoying buzzing sound my, this, my scooter makes is actually charming. <laughs> I mean, that is a very, very real thing. Because to hear a scooter is to dislike a scooter. <laughs> exactly. But we can work on that, John. I mean, I can do your modified exhaust. You know, I think buzzing, unacceptable, farting in the bath. If we could get it from <laughs> buzzing to farting in the bath and get a You know, if we could get it up to that level, I think it'd be, I think we could. It's dead a potato. Potato be... Uh, other than, <laughs> oh, was that a P200E up there, the green one? Yes, that's a P200E. So other than a two-stroke, do any scooters have a, a, a wonderful exhaust note? I mean, it's a, it's a four-stroke single. And four-stroke singles, especially small ones, are <clears> not <throat> the most wondrous-sounding things in the world. Um, yeah, I mean, you can get them to have a you, little you bit. You can barely hear it. The big problem with scooters is they've got CVT transmissions. So you're not ripping up and down through the gears. You get this drone. And that's exactly, you know, it's just like monitor. So So it's, you know, you make them louder. It just, instead of being, you know, that's it. Um, but we, I mean, we could we could help you with that. You could do. A straight pipe on a scooter. No, what you could do is you could steal one of the sports car noises out of a Tesla. I, I pulled and put up, it in my cassette player. No, I pulled up, no, I pulled up alongside this Tesla the other day, and I was actually on Rufus. And Rufus is quite quiet because he's got the the. And I heard this. I'm like, why the hell's that coming? It's coming from the frigging Tesla. The and the guy, and the guy, I said, 
Is that got a conversion? He says, no, there's a button on the dash. <laughs> and you press the button. This is absolutely true. Yeah. You press the button on the dash, and it's got, like, the Mustang soundtrack. And as you pull away, it sounds like a Mustang 5.0 on straight pipes wow. ripping up through the gears. I have not found that yet in my mom's Tesla. But, no, but, this is the one with the, the, the S. Oh, the, oh, the X. The it, X has the gullwing doors. No, no the, 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 the S, the small one. No, that's, that's the, the three. three. The three. The S was the one my dad had. No, it's the three. The but, three but, has got the Mustang noise. But what I have discovered that drives my mom crazy is <clears throat> you could turn the screen into a fireplace. Oh, good. So it's got the fireplace setting, but the thing that drives her nuts. Do you know about the fart machine? No. So there's a fart machine setting. Oh, that's awesome. <clears throat> and you can press it. Oh, no, here's where it gets even better. Because there's four, there's speakers, uh, surround sound speakers in there, you can pick which seat the, the farting <laughs> is coming from. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that makes me you pick Elon which seat the farting is coming from. My, it drives my mom nuts. So, well, I actually found a bike that I think a scooter that John should go buy. Emma, take a look at that. Tell me what you think. Okay, so I'm gonna. Oh yes, oh. bloody hell! I've already established what oh, I think is one big... of the best scooters ever made is the Elite 250, the one that I have. It it zips around. It's fun. It's got all the storage. It's affordable. It's kind of retro. And I found one. And I tell you what, this one is in classic black. 1986 Honda Elite 250 with 26,586 miles, which is getting up there, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. Rides great. It goes with a helmet and a tailbox trunk. <clears throat> Front and rear brakes work. Hold on. Oh, that's good. <laughs> electric start with less than one year old battery suspension is pretty soft and the radio works perfectly radio yes there's a radio it goes with two other sets of keys title in hand and this beast and the paint looks fantastic on it very shiny black and gold john player special style mm. um one they, that they're asking one thousand eight hundred and fifty dollar. Which how much can we get that down to? Oh, you're twelve hundred bucks. You go up there with twelve hundred bucks in cash. It's yours. John is, is seven. Twenty six thousand miles. That's a little scary. No, I. There is a um, a gentleman. I take care of his elite, and he's a chef at Pebble Beach, mm -hmm. and he lives in Salinas. And his Elite has got well over 100,000 miles on it. Wow. Really? And all he uses it for is to get from Pebble Beach to Salinas. Hmm. That's all he uses it for. Because he, he's a chef. You know, he knocks off at like 1 o'clock in the morning. And he likes his wife to have the car. So he's got this terrible old Elite. And good, it looks bad. It really does look ugly. But it still runs <clears> like <throat> an absolute champ. Hmm. No, I mean, they're low-stress engines, John. And listen... I, the thing is with any engine, you take care of it. You take care of the oil. You take care of the maintenance. You do your valve clearances, put plugs in it, blah, blah, blah. The thing would do 100,000 miles easy. And the thing this has, like mine, it has the tall touring windshield, which I really appreciate. I can ride when it's like drizzling out and not get wet at all. And it has a big uh, tailbox to put like your helmet or, mm. or stuff oh, in. Put your sandwich in. <clears throat> but here's the other thing. Um, 
I think that the Zuma would be a great bike for you. They're fun. Raven has one. But when we ride together, I'm constantly going, the power! And zooming past her. Because <laughs> I have so much more power than I me. think with you on the red Elite 250 and John on, on the, the black. black Elite 250, you two would cut yeah. quite a dash. Now, the only thing is, I think Melissa might be a little intimidated That's by it. That's my concern. However, you should point out to her that it has... A smaller engine than the Rebel. Now, here's another much. one that I've been looking at. Yeah. It's got some problems. Genuine scooter company buddy. 2009 pending. Price I'm- low because the starter won't work for some reason and it needs front <clears throat> brake fluid. But it starts just fine with a Kickstarter. Everything else is in pristine condition. I'd just buy it. No, no, no. Nope, nope. There's well, another thing. There, there's, a, there's a catch I found. I think the registration's out. So I don't know how long it's been out. Where's it say that? Sorry, it's easy. Um, it, it says uh, <coughs> oh, been expired a few years. I asked. I asked him. Yeah, I got. I don't know how many years. I don't and know so if he's put it on plan. That not. can add hundreds of dollars. Oh, quickly. absolutely, hundreds. And that probably takes the price right out of it. Then. So, I can I have a little rant about the DMV, please? Yes. Oh, please. Oh, thank you. So, King Kong is my shop truck, as you know, mm-hmm. and King Kong's registration was out. Um, at the end of February, February 28th, to be precise. And for whatever reason, whatever reason, it was mail-in only. I wasn't allowed to do it online. It's mail-in only. So I thought, okay. So I wrote a little check on the 20th of February and mailed everything off, and I didn't hear anything. And so after three or four weeks, I called up the DMV. Very, very hard, but I got through to a real person. And he said, oh, these things, the mail-in ones take about six weeks to go through. I thought, okay, very good. Got to six weeks, which was this week. Still nothing. So I thought, I need to make an appointment to the DMV. In their credit, since COVID, making an appointment at the DMV office is the easiest thing in the world. It's the easiest thing in the world. So I made an appointment and I went in. And I said to the girl, my registration. And I said, I sent it in. And look, there's a check. Mm-hmm. Um, where is it? And she said, oh, you owe us $500. And I'm like, what? For what? She said, there are fines. <clears throat> and I said, how can there be fines? She said, well, it, it wasn't submitted until April the 4th. And I said, look, Young lady, there is a check there dated February the 20th with truck registration and my license plate on it. Mm-hmm. How can it? And she's like, ooh. So she went off to see a manager, came back, she says, fine, sir. And she gave me, my, gave me my tags. Oh, that's great. But had I not been, a, in my own admission, a gobby mare and a little more timid, <clears throat> or English had been my second language. Yeah, you just wrote a check for $500. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because it sat on somebody's desk in Sacramento mm. for six weeks. <coughs> he finally picked it up on April the 4th. I was like, ooh, late charges. I had that recently where I had late charges I was charged, and I, and <clears throat> I paid it because I'm like, oh, I guess I forgot to pay. And then I got a refund check back because they realized they were wrong. 
Right. And I'm like, what is? what are they doing? So, you know, it's a double-edged sword. <clears throat> I must admit, every time I go to the DMV in person, I always get the nicest people, and I actually get great service, but which may come as a surprise. <clears throat> but um, I think, COVID, you know, the whole pandemic fixed a lot of the DMV's problems. Um, but if you ever need to go to the DMV, just make an appointment online. Yeah, tri- and you could do triple A is usually quick too. Yeah, triple A is great, but they couldn't help me. <laughs> Commercial vehicles, I learned a lot with King Kong because King Kong's not like a pickup. King mm-hmm. Kong is a commercial vehicle. So you have to have a little weight sticker on the side and you have to pay this and all, the, all these extra things because it's commercial. And yet I have to stop at way stations. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. When I come <clears throat> to a way station, I can't just drive past. I get a cop following me. Mm. I have to pull in, go over the scales, make sure I'm not overweight. <clears throat> and I have been packing on the pounds lately. Yeah. <laughs> it's very unfortunate. I need to knock off the cheeseburgers. Sorry, I was, I was going off at a tangent again. <laughs> So um, I had posted this question on our Discord. Uh, we have oh, conversations yeah. going on Discord. Yes, which is uh, kind of like disco with a but yeah. with a RD at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want to get in on, they've got all sorts of conversations going on there. Yeah, what's, there? Going, what's going um, on Discord? And hey, I put the link in the show notes. Um, but some of the the I was asking them if you were to consider a scooter, what would you consider? And the Buddy One Twenty Five has yeah. come up. Um, the Bieber. Vespa? Oh, yes. That Phil, Phil has one of those, talks right? about. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. So basically, Vespa. It's all white, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a Vespa 300, I believe, right? Yeah. But it's a Bieber signature. It's all white. But the problem is it's white on places you don't white, want white, like the floorboards and the hand grips. Oh. That those are just going to get mucky. But what they're saying is people are having trouble selling these. So just wait. The price is going to go down. And then you can just... Didn't Phil want to make it into a cow Painted or something or like something. that? Yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> Did I ever tell you, John, about my Jensen Interceptor? No. So I had a Jensen Interceptor, which was a very, very posh English car, mm-hmm. and it had cream-color wool carpets. Wool? Wow. But they were cream, like magnolia, mm. very pale, almost white wool carpets. <laughs> the amount of crap I tried yeah, I, bet. <laughs> I mean they were like dirty the second day they look good one day in a row and that's it yeah well that's yeah. it they look good when you clean them yeah and then that's it so there's uh somebody else uh street street fighter alpha v2 had made a suggestion of what scooter he, he would get if he could and yes. i think you're gonna like this one yes go on uh is Pee Wee Herman oh, scooter. Listen, oh, anything that's, that's the greatest. Dude. Anything that Pee Wee Herman does is just the greatest. No. Well, not everything. No, everything, including including fiddling with himself in the back row of the cinema. That's I don't even enough. know what this thing started life as, but but what I wanted to make the point of this is actually a kick scooter. Yes. Um, and Honda, a highly modified kick scooter. Yeah, and Honda did rather well with the kick scooters. <clears throat> um, and I wanted to bring that up. Uh, in fact, I want to do a little role playing here. Mm. If if you guys can play along, S and M. Um, no, no. Uh, because <laughs> as I long think as I have to wear the mask. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> the old timey motorcycle mask. Oh, there reminds Unless me. It's pink. I have to load up the gimp mask for the rally. Um, I want you to to pretend that you are partners in a PR firm. Okay. okay. Well, me and Johnny. And, yep, and I am coming to you. Mean Scooter McGee. <laughs> because I have a product that I need rebranded. Okay. Okay. So um, 
I believe personally that one of the issues that scooters aren't more you know, common or more accepted yes. is the name scooter. Because when you say scooter, a lot of people think of these little kick scooters yes. like this, right? Yes. And it does seem weird that they share the name. Also, mobility scooters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? These are not cool things. So I am coming to your firm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hi. What's our firm's name? Um, Sco- Scooter, Scooter McGee, McGee and-, and company. Yeah. And company. Sco- no. <laughs> um, Scooter McGee's chop how about, shop. How about, how about Jen and Stumpy? Yeah, Jen and Stumpy. All right, there we go. Okay. Hey, my name is Liza Miller, and I represent the uh, Scooter Manufacturers of America. Hi, my name is Jen, by the way. Yeah, hi, Jen. And uh, I'm coming to you for, I'm, some, I'm, for some help. I'm, I'm stumpy. <laughs> coming to you for some help. I believe that... You've come to the right place, We need to ma'am. do some rebranding. We want to sell more scooters to, to more people. We think that there's a market out there, but... Bobbling from the sick We bed. need to rebrand. And I mm-hmm. want to know what your pitches are. What could we rename them and get rid of scooter? We need something yeah, new. Yeah, scooter's terrible, isn't it? It is. Um, so, you know, I, I, are, are you in, in, yes, no, I, I, I yes, 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 Stumpy here, Stumpy here, hello, welcome yes. to the agency, yes, yes. it's jolly nice, call me on the Monte Carlo number, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, no, um, I think Scooter is a very old-fashioned name, terribly old-fashioned name, presents completely the wrong image, we need something modern, Edgy yes. with all the all the shine on it. So where do we use scooters? We use them in urban environments. So urban environments, we need to include. We need to include urban. Do you agree with that, Jin? Uh, wait, what's Jin's accent? <laughs> no, he's American. Oh, yes, yes, I do. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> Call blimey, Dick Van Dyke's arrived in the house. <laughs> um. So no, we we need to really focus on the fact that it's the urban environment. Urban environment. We call it the urban brawler. Ooh, I like that. The urban brawler. Ah, no, that might intimidate a few people because oh, not everybody cool. likes brawlers. You see, mm-hmm. um, urban cruiser. The urban cruiser. I like the idea of it. Cruiser. Urban cruiser. I. I. That's not bad. Except that. Cruiser is also a name used by the motorcycle community, and and I can't. I think we can't. I think it's too close. But I'm liking urban. I like where you're going with yes, that. Yes. Yes. Uh, like urban people mover or urban. Uh, I like that, but we need something better than the scooter. Right. It maybe even a acronym. Hmm. Fred. <laughs> Fred. <laughs> Fast. <laughs> reliable. Yes. Uh, energetic. Yes. Damn sexy. Yes! Fred! Well, how about that? Go let, blimey! It's a winner! Chicken uh, dinner! Well, let's go back to what you were talking about, because, uh, you know, our market, we, we, we want to appeal to the young executives. Right. And what was that word? Oh, it would have to be a hipster thing, then. Oh, uh, dinks. 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 Should we call them dinks? Dinkies? No. No. Um, dinks. No. So, uh, uh, um... I've got it. Transpo for dinkies. <laughs> <laughs> the, the dink transporter. The dink transporter. Oh. No, but... Yeah, Tra- yes. Wait. Transpo cycle. Trans... What? Tra- no. 
transpocycle. No. Uh, uh, oh, gosh. Yeah, this is hard. You know what I need? I need a large gin and tonic and to lie down on the couch and think about it very hard. Well, you know what? This is a perfect opportunity to put this out to our listeners. I, I agree completely. I want to hear from you guys. What what can we rename scooters? I, I I mean I do think that the name is somewhat problematic. It does not lend to maturity. Well, I mean maybe something death in the name, a death death mobility. I don't know. I don't know. The urban, but no, death, the death urban mobile. Car, the Carver. No, going back to Miss Emma, I think the term scooter I think is problematic for a number of ways because you know you've got the child scooter yeah, yeah. and the kick scooter you know when i was a toddler i had a scooter you know and it's like a little plate and you step on you kind of scooted yourself along and then you've got the mobility scooter and you know we should really move beyond that because scooters have grown up and you know it's i got one yes okay i mean we have motorcycles what about modern cycles the mods modern cycle it's not great, but it's the least worst. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Modern cycle. Mod cycle. Mod cycle? Mm. Ooh, mod cycle. Maybe we need to start calling them mod cycles. Mm. Mm. Let's try it out. We'll try it out. But listeners, we want you to send in your ideas. And if you want to call them Fred, mods, that's I, okay too. I have to say mod cycles growing on me. <clears throat> Motorcycles going on. Okay, well, it brings me to our next segment, and this is perfect because, John, what accent were you just doing? Dick Van Dyke. Dick, my guess was Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> a little bit hard to tell. Um, Hello, I'm Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a jolly holiday with Harry. <laughs> so, well, I'm glad you did that because this next game involves accents. Accent. Oh, yes. And Emma, you're, you don't like doing them, but you're going to have to do it now. No, I don't mind. Okay. So here's, here's how it works. Yes. I have come up with a list Zoop. of motorcycle or scooter companies. Oui. Okay. They are either American, British, or Australian. Blimey! They may be current or they may be long gone defunct. They may be currants or maybe raisins. So, and, and John, <laughs> I'm just going to say... Emma has a distinct <laughs> advantage. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah. Distinct advantage. Oh, but not really. Just remember, you have a thirty-three percent chance of being right. And his British accent is far better so, than my American one. Here's how it's going to work. I'm going to like drawly in Texas. I'm going to read to you the name of this motorcycle company. Yeah. And then you need to answer in an accent. Okay. If you think it's an American company. A British company or an Australian company. Okay, thank you. Got right. it? Yep. Who wants to go first? John can go first. All right, John, are All you right. ready? I am. The first one is called Thumpstar. 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 I'm going to go with American on that one. Do you know the answer, Emma? No, of course not. Thumpstar is an Australian pit bike manufacturing company started in 2004 with success quickly finding its way to the brand and Thumpstar making more, listen to this, than $45 million in its first 13 months of wow. business making pit bikes. Wow. Australian. 
Get by. Hmm. All right, no point. All right, Emma. Hello. This next one is called Vento. V E N T O. Vento. Well, I think this American. <laughs> well, Vento was a was a motorcycle, scooter, and ATV manufacturer from the United States. Dying. The, the name of the company is Italian for wind. Yes, and the company. I, I always have plenty of that, especially after eating Indian. But here's food. what's funny: uh, the company was founded in Mexico in 1996, and the parts come from Italy, China, Japan, and Taiwan. With some of its suppliers also selling to Harley Davidson. Cool, blimey! It's a, it's a mm. global brand. So that's Vento, nil point. But it was an American company. Nil point, John. Ten million points for Emma. <laughs> okay, Emma gets one. All right, million. All right. Uh, John. John gets minus one million. This next one is Dusmo. Dusmo Motorcycles. D U Z M O. Dusmo. I don't know. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to go with British. Oh blimey! And Emma, what do you think? I have no clue. It was a British motorcycle yes. manufacturer. Founded in Enfield Highway, London. Uh, Enfield makes sense. Uh, from 1919 to 1923. How about that Dusmo? Mm-hmm. Dusmo, Dusmo. All my right. Da- my dad had one. Emma. Not really. Yes, darling. Simplex Manufacturing Corporation. Ooh. American. Was an American manufacturer that made motorcycles that from 1935 easy. to 1975. <clears throat> uh, between 1935 and 1960, Simplex made variations of the Simplex Survey Cycle, including the Simplex Automatic. Simplex was the only motorcycle manufacturer located in the Deep South for many years. Yep. Until Confederate motorcycles began production. Mm. Yep. Which is interesting. Yeah. I didn't realize that was that was. They're not called Confederate anymore, right? What's the name? Curtis. Curtis, Curtis, yeah. All right, John. Yep. Soul Invictus. Soul Invictus. Don't forget, your answer needs to be in an accent. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with British again. Is a motorcycle company uh, that is an Australian brand that stays dedicated to its philosophy when it comes to building and designing motorcycles, create a modern incarnation of the golden age motorcycles of the past for riders today. Cool. Blimey. It's not helpful when they have Latin names. All right, Emma. Hello. Silk Engineering. Oh, it was British, darling. Two-stroke. correct. Developed from the Scott Flying Squirrel... Silk Engineering, 700cc, twin-cylinder, two-stroke. Until 1979. That could be fun. Yeah, and uh, beautifully built. Absolutely. Silk Engineering, loud as hell. Mm. Yep, yep. Okay, and uh, founder, George Silk. Yes. George Silk. All right, John. To you, darling. The Yankee Motorcycle Company. I mean, that's... There's an obvious answer. I'm just trying to figure out if the two obvious is not not obvious. The obvious is going to scare. I'm starting to overthink this whole thing now. I'm, I'm gonna. Well, I'm okay. I'm not gonna overthink it. I'm gonna go to the American, which was produced in Schenectady, New York. Thank you. Back in the 1970s. Yeah, I thought you <laughs> that you might overthink it. That's why. All right, Emma. Hello, Abbotsford. Abbotsford. Gotta be Australian, mate. Was an Australian manufacturer of motorcycles. Uh, the company was headquartered in Abbotsford, Victoria, Australia. 
Operated from 1912 to 1913. Not a long run. No, that's true. <laughs> then I started making Arnott's Tim run. Tams. All right, John. Ace Motor Corporation. I'm going to have to go with British because of the the cafe. Oh, simply Ace, darling. Do you know the answer, Emma? I'm clueless. Was a motorcycle manufacturer in continuous operation... From 1919 to 1924 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Wow. Philadelphia, freedom. All right. <clears throat> Emma. Yes, darling. Wasp motorcycles. Wasp. White Anglo-Saxon Protestant. <laughs> Wasp. It's not Australian. It's either... I'm going to go American, and the reason I'm going American is based solely on the San Jose B, which was a thing back in the turn of the 20th century. It's American. They are a motorcycle and sidecar manufacturer based in Dinton near Salisbury, England. Oh, God, they're the off-roaders. That specializes Duh. in building competitions, solo yes. and sidecar machines for motocross trials and sidecar grass track, as well as the Wasp three-wheel freedom for disabled riders. Now, what was the San Jose B? I don't know about that. The San Jose B, yeah, I went off on that tangent. I completely forgot about Wasp. Yeah, Amazing-looking thing. You know, this motorbike and sidecar are at crazy angles, and mm. they got knobby tires on them. No, the San Jose B, um, I think like 1905 or 1906, and it was really early American manufacture, you know, when there was like a ton of them. Mm. Um, incredibly rare. You might find a picture of a San Jose B if you're lucky. Yeah, it was a motorcycle and a scooter, right? No, just motorcycle only. All right. We're, we're almost done with this game. So yes, stick yes, with me. Yes, John. Um, yes. This next one is uh, it's a motorcycle that we have mentioned on the show before. Ooh. But I'm banking that not everybody knows where it's actually from. The Quasar. The Quasar. I'm going to go Australia. Emma, where's the Quasar from? Oh, it's a good Brummie bike. It's made in yes. England. These are the semi-enclosed feet-forward motorcycles with an 850cc four-cylinder <clears throat> four inline engine capable of cruising at 90 to 100 miles per hour. Uh, made from 1975 to 1982, and they're still very collectible, and people get together for rides. Uh, but it's fully enclosed, so it's like a little car, so it's like, almost like an auto cycle. All right. Uh, you didn't get that one. So, Emma, last one. Yes, Right darling. now, the score is one, two, three, four to two. So, I'm going to say that, Emma, you need to, since you have his distinct advantage, you need to get twice the points as, as him. Okay. So, you need to get this one right to win. Because okay. right now, you're tied. Okay. Very good. Okay. <laughs> this last one is Hunter Motorcycles. Hunter? Hunter. <clears throat> Gonna go Australia, mate. For the win, because uh, they are an Australian motorcycle brand specializing in low to high capacity street and tour style bikes. The first Hunter motorcycle was approved for sale in Australia by the Department of Infrastructure back in 2007. Fantastic. Department of Infrastructure. I thought that was interesting. That's who approves it. Mm. Emma for the win. Emma for the Emma win. For what a the shocker. Win. A surprise. 
What a shocker. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Um, but going back to scooters, I, I, I mean, I hope, I hope John that you do get one. No, I'm, I'm interested. They're fun. And yeah. you know, get that buddy. I can't see how you can go wrong. I can fix that starting issue like that. It all depends on the back fees. Right yeah, now. well, it's the back fees that'll get you. Well, and you know, I've always said that the biker I have the most respect for is the one that has a Harley, like a dirt bike, and a scooter. Because for people who have scooters, they don't care what people think. Mm-hmm. It is purely... Uh, for them, for the function, for the you know economic reasons, whatever it's, but it, it's also fun, and that's something I do appreciate about scooters. Now, I'm not saying that about the flip flop wearing scooters. Those are usually college kids who just <laughs> don't give a they don't. That's all they could afford to get, and you know we have to remember too. I mean, Emma, around the world, scooters are. Oh, they're huge. Huge. And that's a a point I wanted to make even about the larger scooters like the Bergman. We we tend to get so tied up, and it's a British thing as well as an American thing, about what a specific, you know, oh, I'm worried about this doing this function. Whereas overseas, you just, it doesn't matter. You just buy what is the best thing for the job. And scooters are wildly popular. Well, and we haven't even touched on, and I specifically left it out, but since we have some time, I'll get into it. We haven't even talked about electric scooters. No. Yeah. Well. Now, electric scooters are a great example of when electric will work. We've talked about this a lot with the Zeros and the large bikes. They lose their efficiency when you're going over 35 miles per hour. Right. And it. It goes. Uh, what's it? It goes down further. The faster you go, right? The less efficient it right. is. But on a scooter, since you're rarely going faster than forty-five, rarely, you're you're going to be at max efficiency. So, I was um, doing a pickup on a broken-down motorcycle on Highway One in Monterey about three days ago, and you know the traffic's it's quiet. And I hear this, and I look up, and it's one of those BMWs. That's what Superman sounds like when he goes by. And it's one of those white BMW scooters <clears throat> with the, I don't know whether you've seen them. They're kind of white with the orange blocks on them. That's the one you need the hook for, right, at the service department? No, this is BMW. And it's electric. Yes, BMW electric scooter. And I looked at it, and I'm like, that's the future. It looked and sounded like the future, and it had two very, very modern-looking oh, young... really interesting-looking. Yeah. It had two v- oh. very, very... Can oh. I see it? Can I see it, John? That looks like something from Buck Rogers. Yeah, but you've got to find a white one. Hang on. It's cool-looking. Oh, it's amazing-looking. Uh, but, 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 there you are. There's a white one. And see, here's the problem. I'm trying to Google electric scooters, and all I'm coming up with are like razor scooters. Yeah. Look at that yeah, thing. That is- that's what it was. And <laughs> that's like something from like uh, Akira. But that's I, really cool. I wonder how much they cost, though. Yeah, but that went past, and I'm like, that's the future. Oh, 20 grand. No wonder. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Right, but they. But ha- he was booking as well. I mean, thing had to be doing 80. Th- that's co- it's actually probably one of the cooler looking scooters, the modern ones. Well, and. 
we we've often balked about electric propulsion with motorcycles because it's this because it's not this blah 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 <clears throat> maybe electric propulsion with two wheels has more of a future with scooters than it does with traditional motorcycles you know vespa has a really sweet looking electric one also oh no that's absolutely darling isn't yeah. it it really is well, and I think we can even go back to one of our favorite electric scooters of all time. Do you remember the dong? Oh, yeah. the dong. <laughs> How could I forget the dong? It was Benelli, wasn't it? Oh, my gosh. Uh, the, the dong scooter. Oh, my gosh. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it is, is an atrocity. No, uh, darlings, I want you to carry on without me. I'm going, going to the restroom, but um, I fear the bagel might be in there. So um, I'm probably going to use your restroom, Liza. So I'll be back Okay. in a couple. So there's a lot of scooters, and especially, you know, I love to go on AliExpress. I know you do. I do. And I have to say, a lot of them are a bit sketch. You don't know what you're getting. I don't really recommend them unless you want to just... Roll the dice. <laughs> yeah, and have fun with it. Yeah. But this is something that... I think if you are ever considering getting an electric vehicle, I mean, to get an electric car is quite an investment. To get an electric motorcycle, it's limiting if you're riding with people on gas bikes. But to have an electric scooter for popping around doing errands, it's not a bad idea, really. Yeah, I'd be I'd be much more interested in an electric scooter than I would an electric motorcycle at this point. Ooh. Oh, John. John, uh oh, what I found? Oh, the Amigo scooter, nineteen hundred bucks. Yeah, nineteen. So two thousand bucks uh, for an Amigo scooter, and it looks kind of what do you call that? Urban. It almost looks like the Honda yeah. or something. You know? Yeah, that's cool. Um, you know what gets me with these scooters is when they put the um, they put the dual sport tires on there. That's what yeah. makes me want to do bad things That's with them. True. When they put tires that say, let's go in the dirt. I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's do that. I just, yeah, I just want to do bad things with them. So, John, what do we got to do to get you on a scooter? I got to find one in my budget. Uh Oh, hey. How about this one? The Cruising Cooler H... Oh. It's it's a cooler on wheels. Oh, it looks like a seat. That would be the that might be the ultimate vintage motorcycle base <laughs> vehicle right there. So electric scooters. The only other thing, uh, I mean, even though yes, I think that potentially that could be a good thing, but most of them are Chinese and are maybe junk. Like, so you have to proceed with caution there. But when you start going on to like AliExpressers. Hundreds, like hundreds. Well, you know, I think I I always make fun of you for your AliExpress purchases, Liza. And you said something that kind of really put it into perspective a little bit <coughs> for me. Because to you, it's it's not necessarily the product you get. It's the adventure of what you're going to get. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it's a 50-50. It's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. <laughs> yeah. And you might get something that's really good or something that's really terrible. Like a bath towel that's like three by five. I, I did get that. <laughs> I remember that. I did order that. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to tell scale when you're looking at a picture. Yes. <clears throat> well, the people who made it were quite small. 
<laughs> but there's, I mean, there's some crazy stuff. Like, I don't even know what this is. I mean, I'm on AliExpress and it's a 2022 uh, scooter that, I mean, look at this, Emma. It looks like a Vespa. Now, full disclosure, it says it's $708 and then in fine print with another $600 in shipping fees. But that puts you at $1,200. That's a, looks like a Vespa knockoff that's probably an electric scooter. <clears throat> now, Challenges if a battery goes bad or something like that, then what do you get? Sure, but even if the range is 45 miles, so what? How often are you going out and running errands and doing that many miles? Never. Never. So there's a lot out there to choose from. There's a lot of used scooters out there to choose from, like the ones that we were stating. Right. Uh, and, and ones we, we haven't even got to. Again, I love the elites. We have done stupid things on the elites, pulled chariots and... Gone on long distance rides. You you missed, I used to do a thing called the Timbut 200, where it was 150 cc's or less, and we'd do a 200 mile ride. Wow. So, um, I'm, yeah. So I was investigating, <laughs> I was investigating this scooter you showed me, and you, when they took that picture of it, you know, like some celebrities, you, they take, you and it's very complimentary. Yeah. And then you see another picture of me. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good-looking bike. Yeah, then what are you talking about? That looks like a scooter that somebody has described over the phone. I have to admit, I wasn't sure looking at it if it was a three-inch scale model or a, or a real, real one. A real one. <laughs> <laughs> but that first picture, is, it's very complimentary. Oh, I mean, but look, it's got buttons in Japanese or Chinese. Chinese. Yes. Uh, it has a high elastic cushion. I, I saw that means. the high elastic cushion. Uh, yeah. What is a high elastic cushion? <laughs> um, uh, foam. Yes. <laughs> and my favorite is the mirrors that are mounted upside down. Upside down. <laughs> and left to right. <laughs> but <clears throat> still, if we're talking. 1200 bucks and this is what i'm saying these are affordable if yeah i mean they're, they're, <laughs> it be it a used honda or a new well whatever i'm just saying scooter the scooter world you're looking at there is an elephant in the room with electric propulsion from cheapola manufacturers now um as you know i am a member of many facebook and Instagram groups, and one of my favorites is Things Blowing Up. <laughs> and Things Blowing Up is just an Instagram group of Things Blowing Up. And an alarming number of them are electric vehicles going boom in Japan, uh, in China. And I tell you what, when those batteries go, they go. <laughs> they go big. They go big. Um and you could argue, well, if you buy a cheap Chinese gas-powered vehicle like your Amigo, the carburetor could pee fuel out everywhere and the thing could set itself on fire. But there's something about electrical fires that are quite frightening. So here's something I found. I love uh, this. This rivals the high elastic seat. Um, high elastic know. cushion. It's got the 1,200-watt motor vacuum tire. Oh, vacuum tire. It sounds like they put a bunch of words together that sounded important. Yes. <laughs> I think what they're saying, it has a hub motor. 
a hub. But I don't know where vacuum <clears throat> comes in. Anyway, point being, um, consider a scooter for all the reasons that we said. They're fun. And uh, I, I wish Bagel were here. Uh, I've heard that the rallies get quite out of control. That scooterists know how to party, if you know what I mean. I've heard that too. Yeah. So scooterists are people too. And you should consider a scooter. Um, we have time for a couple emails. John, can you start with the one that you have? Yes. This is from Bobby V. Bobby, hey, Bobby. Bobby Vinton. No. Uh, and <clears throat> includes a nice... Bobby V. Bobby V. That's a cool name. Uh, That's got to... He's got to be from Jersey. <clears throat> he's got to be. The, does cool. the knight have a thousand eyes? <laughs> Uh, so he bought a 1988 Honda Magna. A, mag, a magma. <laughs> <laughs> so, hi, Misfits. Hello, Hello, Bobby V. I recently brought an old bike from 1988, and the front rim is a tubeless rim, but there's a tube tire installed, and it doesn't look like there's a tube installed underneath it. So, sounds like what he's talking about is that there's a tube tire, but there's no tube that's mounted on a tubeless rim. Hang on. All right. What okay, he's saying uh, is... I, I, I got, don't take over. I can handle it. Okay. So he's asking. He says, tell me tell me why. Tell me why. And tell me why. <laughs> tell me why this tire is holding there. And tell me why. Tell me why. Thank you. <laughs> I, sh- I should... I should have any safety concerns. The tire holds air no different than any other tire. Am I taking a big risk every time I go for a ride? My friend who works at Cycle Gear is trying to convince me to buy new uh, buy new tires so I don't die. Is he right? Cheers. So he's got a tubed tire on a tubeless rim with no tube. Great looking bike. Okay. <clears throat> Bobby V, you need to replace your tires. Ha! Post haste. Im- immediately. And yeah. I shall tell you why. Tell me why. why? <laughs> the first is, in order to run... <clears throat> tubeless tires there are two things you must have you must have a tubeless rim you must have tubeless tires if you have a tube type rim or tube type tires you cannot run them tubeless on the other side of the coin if you have a tubeless tire and a tubeless rim and you get a puncture you can put a tube in it Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, my Jag, because it's posh, has got chrome rims, which are very shiny, and I love them very much. But all the chrome's flaked off inside, so they won't hold air anymore. Mm. Rather than buy new unchromed rims, because I'm cheap, I just put tubes in them. <laughs> so I've probably got the <laughs> probably got the only Jag in the world so, with frigging tubes. And I believe the reason you're saying that you need to have a change of tires is because there is a bead that yeah. locks into the rim right now it's holding yes exactly now it's holding air right now that is purely coincidental but there's a second factor bobby v <laughs> i know for a fact that tube type tires that will fit your magnet haven't been around for donkey's years so i would put money your tires are probably as old as the Carter administration. <laughs> Maybe older. No, I mean, when a tire gets to five years, I as a dealer cannot sell it. Right. When a tire gets to 10 years, you throw it away, <coughs> no matter who's selling it. So let's take a scenario. We have a brand new tire, dated 2018. 
the 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 scooter tire that came in with a leak today. It was yes. a 2018. Right. I couldn't sell that as a new tire in the shop, mm-hmm. even if it was a brand new tire. But I could give it to you. Yeah. And you're safe to use it. You know, it's an older tire on a low-performance application. But when a tire gets to 10 years, it doesn't matter whether it's brand new, it's done 100 miles, 10, you throw them away. I have a suspicion that that tire, knowing that it is a full-size tire in tube type, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which haven't been around for a long time, that could be a 20-year-old tire. So and part of the risk here, too, is if the air pressure gets low, that tire can just come off because it doesn't have the bead in the rim, right? No, the rim's got the bead, but the tire could... The spun. rim does, but the tire doesn't have yeah, the bead to fit into the rim. Right, so, you know... It's, it could be a dangerous situation. I think that's why your friend is saying it's a death trap, get it changed. Yeah, for, for a number of reasons, Bobby V, because we like you, and you've got a cool name, and you've got a very cool bike. So don't be cheap. Or Change it, your or tires. If it's not outdated, get a tube. It's you gonna, just have to cut the stem out. I guarantee it's going to be I'm ancient. Just saying. Yeah. Um, well, congratulations on your new bike, though. Oh, it's brilliant. I love those things. And funnily enough, yes. the next email is also <clears throat> about tires. And this is from Alejandre Ramirez. Alejandre? Alejandre. No, it's actually Alexander, but I bet he, <laughs> I bet he calls it Alejandre. Um, hello, misfits. Hello. 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 I have a 2022... Kawasaki Vulcan S yep. with only 1,700 miles on it. So yeah, it's a brand very new. good bike. After going on my first ride of the year in Minnesota, I bet he doesn't call himself Alejandro. He's like, uh, sure. He's Alex. Alex. Um, I noticed grooves in my rear tire. I took it down to the dealership I bought it from to make sure there was nothing wrong with it. I was told it was okay and my tire was probably low. When I got home, I checked the PSI, and it was only four PSI low. I added up and went for another ride yesterday. And when I got home, I checked it now, and the groove seemed to be deeper. Should I be concerned about this? Attached is a picture from when I first noticed it. Any help would be appreciated. And I'm kind of not sure what I'm looking at. I need a full-size picture with this. Have you got the full-size picture, Liza? I don't, but I think better quality I can bring. Yeah, and as long as I can kind of zoom in, because all I'm seeing is the tread on the tire. Let's have a look at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the picture. Okay. Yeah, pass it around. Yes, let's have a look. Let's, 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 Alejandre. Now, and, and he said that he was only running four PSI low, so that wouldn't cause any issue, unless at another time it was actually a lot lower than that. I mean, four PSI is a variable just from the weather right. changing, you know? That is the damnedest thing. So. It's almost like you ought to change it just for safety. No, that's rubbing on something. Mm. I guarantee. And I'll tell you what. The thing with the Vulcan S is they're a good looking bike, but they're kind of droopy in the back. And that's the kind of style of the bike. There's not much room. Mm -hmm. That's rubbing on something. I guarantee you that now. It is the that is the damnedest thing. Because it's uniform. But like, I like can, maybe somebody changed No, it's a brand new bike. So he wouldn't have lowered the shocks. Is it a it. flat spot or what is it? No. 
You look at that. You've, I guarantee you've never seen anything like that. Misalignment? Check the axle? No, it's oh, not. Oh, wow. It's not an alignment. That is actually rubbing on something. I know, but if it was misaligned, could it be rubbing on something? No. I, they what, look like they're straight lines. So yeah. what, what would it be rubbing on underneath? On something under the fender. Yeah. So he needs to get his hand under the under the fender. I mean, could it just be? Uh, we don't know his dimensions. Is it, is it just under, um, undersprung? Uh, but Emma, they're they're evenly spaced apart, right? Unless there's a comb in there. Yeah, and that's what it's, that that's why it is a very very weird thing. I'm almost wondering if there is a stretch of road that he goes over that's got maybe a grid. But that doesn't look like road wear. That's looks, almost too perfect. For that looks exactly like it is dragging on something on the bike, like a comb. And I'm trying to I think mean, what would cause It looks that. like it's evenly spaced out about a quarter of an inch, and there's striations uh, going the circumference of the tire. God like bloody hell, Liza. Did you just striations? Swallow, wow. Did you just swallow a dictionary? What? You friggin' I got your striations right here. Um that's rubbing on something. And the only way that a tire could look like that, that's not a fault in what's, the tire. What's in there? There's the inner fender liner. There's the inner fender liner. Um there's the catalytic converter underneath, which is unlikely. I wonder if he's got a mod on his license plate or something. I don't know. So take the wheel off and inspect everything that also has rub marks on it. Well, you know. Is that a shaft or or chain? No, it's chain. Chain, a very good bike. But if you see a Vulcan S, they're very droopy in Mm -hmm. the back. There's not a lot of clearance on that. It's not what you call a high clearance bike. And if he's got it loaded up, if he's got some luggage on it or something, that's rubbing. (laughs) So. I'm, I'm going to make a suggestion how to save this tire. Just get some silicone caulk. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so you should use some tile grout. Oh, no, uh, no, it is very interesting. It, I've not seen this, and I don't know how a manufacturer where could... could that is uh, not a fault in the tire. Yeah. That is one of two things. That is either rubbing on something under the fender, which is a high candidate, or there is a particular piece of road he rides on that is, you know, the... the like a bridge or something? Like a bridge, or has been resurfaced and has been cut weird, and there's a sharp pattern that's cutting into the tire. So, Alex, take a look at that. Let us know, because now you have us curious... And it's it's I mean I've seen I've seen wear like that, but not so uniform. But I stick my neck out. That is wear on the tire. That's not a fault in the tire. Okay. It's 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 a very peculiar wear characteristic. And like I say, it's there's only two places it can come from the road itself or something on the bike. But if it was on the bike, you'd you'd see some shavings, wouldn't you? No, no, Some, no. Because it's only just kissing it. Oh. oh, those striations would match something like a, a rectifier. Maybe. Is there any way there's a rectifier mounted under there, or under the under the seat that maybe you know it's that's the only no. thing I can think of that yeah. would have that pattern, right? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dig dig deeper. Let us know. We're, we're curious. Um. 
we're in we're we're about well, to wrap. hang on i want to make what, something what, what, i want what, to make what, something clear what? before we say goodbye what? um Alex, don't be frightened about riding your bike because I mean I don't want I don't want us to have filled you with fear. Listen for strange noises, strange smells, and you know just general dragging. Oh, I think I figured out what it is. Go on. He ran over a squirrel and it's under there just trying to <laughs> digging in with his it's, claws. It's next door neighbor's like cat. There's there's ten, so there's five yes. claws. Isn't that the damnedest thing though? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That is weird. It's a big ass. All right, are you done now? It's a big stripy humpty back spider. (laughs) That's what it is. Yes, I'm done. Thank you. Next weekend. Yes, the rally. It's the rally. Is the rally? Well, Emma and I are going to be there along with many people. We are sold out. We're excited. Hey, Hey. how many? How many are going? I'm going to be there. Uh, fifty. Fifty was our number. Coincidentally, my IQ. Yes, exactly. Um, John, you're going to be there for some of the time. Friday and Saturday. Then I'm coming back for the garage. And then, uh, John, thank you very much. I was going to say that. Is John has volunteered to come. running the garage. Run the garage on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I asked Ellie to come hang out with you. She told me, yeah. Um, because we still want to be able to provide to people who show up, like the people we helped today with the scooter tire yes. with a leak. Yes. Or the guy who showed up on the V-Strom who with needed help. Modelo gasket. People can show up and I'll go, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate that, John. Sure. We know that there's a lot of people who are helping out. So even though we're going to be off having fun, you're going to come and um, yep. open it up. So thank you very much you for that. And, you know, the truth is, John, mm-hmm. you might not be alone because Liza and Emma may tire, may tire of each other's company by Saturday night. So... It well, and be. Emma, I wanted to let you know, because I know by the time that rally is done, you're going to be done and headed home. But we're coming back here Sunday night to do our, our you know, game game show. Yes. So keep in mind, if you're willing to come up here yes. after the rally, or at least to zoom in from your house. Oh, yes. Uh, because Matt uh, from Breaking Away Trips will be coming here also, so we can right. talk about Well, it, the, the worst case scenario, I'll zoom in from my bath. It's <laughs> always a pleasure. And it won't be the first I will, time. I will record the, the video then. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, ask Miss Emma from her bath. <laughs> special. Maybe we need to do that for our Patreon. Do an ask Miss Emma from. Nobody the bath. likes oh. a stinky Miss Emma. No, oh. and but I was. I like being in my bubble bath. But um, shoot, guys, we got the next three weeks. Yeah, are big. We got our rally. Yes, and then the weekend after that, we're going to the one show. Yes, we are. And then the weekend after that, the quail. We're going to the quail. Yes, we are. And Emma, I know you're going. I did get you a pass. If yeah, you well, you know, I need to talk to Matt. He's he's not fielding my calls, right, but, but I think me and Matt are doing the tent. I thought so, but I did get you a pass. Great. So either way, I'll be there. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping because here is a Motorcycles and Misfits top tip. If I manage to cajole um, a tent with me and Matt on the Law Tigers Moto Town, I will be serving Ice cold gin and tonics. <gasps> I don't so, know if you can do that. Yes, I can. Just don't tell anybody. No, I yes. don't know if you can do that. Ice cold gin and tonics throughout the day. What is the difference between me giving away gin and tonics and people getting... I don't know if you getting... can serve alcohol at yes, their event. Yes, you can. Okay. There's wine there. I'm just saying... There's booze. They, which they have a permit for. I'm saying you need to check. I'll tell people there's just sodas. Oh, God. 
I would do that too. So I yeah, can't you can just give him tonic and then yeah, just give him give a little shot after. You want to slug us something <laughs> special in there? Tequila and tonic. Um. So hey, this is where we say. Oh, I bought my ticket for Vintage Motorcycle Days too. Yeah, you're excited. I know you're excited. Um. Big thanks to all of our listeners and all of our Patreon subscribers. Those guys. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. We we got this, We need to plan a bubble bath uh, episode just just for them. Um, and big thanks. We had more people come and drop off gear mm-hmm. today. Uh, we had a very nice helmet donated, and I made him take two things with him. So that was good. We got oh, some more stuff. Yes, we had. We no, it. there was another guy who came earlier. Okay. Yeah, he 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 had a helmet that was in pretty good condition. Helmut didn't want to throw it away, and he donated it. And he was stoked to take a jacket for his girlfriend and a tank bag for him. Fantastic. That's the way the free exchange works. So, and before we close, I just want to give a shout out and a thanks to all the misfits that, and all the listeners who reached out to me during our, our trials over with oh, our house yeah. stuff. So thank you for everybody. Got a lot of connection from folks. You are now a Flatlander. I'm a Flatlander. So we just to keep everybody updated, we just we moved down to Santa Cruz, thankfully. Still trying to figure out what our old house is, but we're settled nicely in a cool little place that's only eight minutes from the garage. So you've only been a Flatlander for a week. I know. What do you think? I'm feeling flat and landy. <laughs> But you know, there's something, there's something deeply wrong and unsettling, John. That you can live in a house for 25 years, dutifully pay the mortgage, call it home, and then insurance is a scam. And then (laughs) the insurance doesn't pay, and essentially you have to walk away from it. It's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, it is, but it it happens, and we're we got our health. You know, Melissa well, and are good. As, as so. long as you got your elf. And now you have access to lots of restaurants. That's the truth. Yes. So, you know what? Life is life. Actually, John got a twofer this week. He I got did. to have dinner with me twice. I got two times Liza. That's why we call you Liza Two Dinners Miller. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, Ari, thanks everyone for sticking with us. And please, once again, I'll say please, if you can, if you have not, please leave us a review. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice one. Because uh, we need to, we need to bury this troll we do it, it's it, it but it also helps other people find us um so that's it yep. let's get out of here thanks everyone oh wait motorcycles and misfits.com that's what i meant to say those guys find the links to everything there get on discord and also hey patreon subscribers the t-shirts are on on the way to me they're going to be going out soon i can't wait to see them we also got stickers you're going to get for free that's it thanks everyone this is eliza this is scooter mcgee (laughs) emma darling and we are out of here Cool, cool cool